0: All right. Welcome to a special CXM experience. I'm your host, as always, Brad Kahn, CXO, Chief Experience Officer at Sprinkler, And today we've got a special guest. I'm going to introduce him and uh, just quickly overview some of the things we'll be talking about today. And then we'll get going on our conversation. So today we have John Hyman, who is the co-founder and CTO of Braze. Uh, Braze just released their 2021 Global Customer Engagement Review, and Braze is focused on customer engagement. We're going to get John to talk a little bit about what customer engagement is, Uh, but they've got some amazing findings uh, in that review. Most brands understand that excellent customer experience is critical to building loyalty, but there's um, also a direct correlation between customer engagement and business growth. So that's kind of a neat finding. And um, marketers who rated their own practices as excellent were more likely than those who rated it as poor to hit their revenue goals. So, you know, CX is a way to hit your goals. CX is a way to build your business. Uh, but John's going to talk about why customer experience and engagement matters to drive revenue and growth for their brands. And uh, he'll probably reference some recent case studies as well. So welcome, John, to the CXM experience. Hi, Grad. Thanks so much for having me here. I really appreciate your time today. and really appreciate you coming on. So let's start with a little bit on maybe what is Braze? You've been there 10 years. Pretty exciting. And also, what is customer engagement? Just so we sort of level set the audience on that.
1: Braze is a modern and
0: comprehensive
1: customer engagement platform. What our mission is, is to help consumer brands use data to deliver relevant and memorable customer experiences to personalized messaging. So what this really translates down into is we help brands deliver personalized emails, push notifications, in-app and in-browser messages, text messages, really any kind of communication that a brand is having between themselves and the consumer, we want to help make sure that that communication is relevant, it's timely for what makes sense for the customer's journey, and ultimately it strengthens the relationship and adds a lot of value to both the end user and to the brand itself. And How do you make the personalization happen? So there's really a, a couple of different things here, is, is we work with a lot of first-party data. And so we're understanding what our brand's customers are looking for. So we help our, our brands essentially listen to their audience, understand their preferences, um, and then just really understand a bit more about them, about the things that they may be interested in to personalize, maybe what what type of channels they're interested in list, in, in receiving messages on, like emails, push notifications. Mm. We help kind of identify the best channels for users. And then we help them act help them take action on um, on their engagement strategies and build multi-day, multi-message, multi-channel strategies that essentially are targeting users, again, at the right time in a customer life cycle.
0: Awesome. And are you, are you producing content or are you providing the guidance for content production?
1: So we are the technology platform that marketing, engagement teams, um, product and engineering groups are using in order to execute on their strategies. So we're not coming up with any of the content ourselves or or helping them literally devise the thing to do, um, but rather provide them with the means to execute on on their goals and ideas.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Congratulations. I mean, Braze is doing really well. Very exciting. You've got a, won a number of awards lately, and the business is growing very quickly. So it's very cool. It must be very rewarding after so many years to sort of see the business continue to accelerate.
1: Yeah, it certainly has been an um, you know, amazing 10 years. And what's What's nice and and validating for us, too, is that we've seen the shape of the market really kind of hone in on customer engagement. When we started back in 2011, there was a lot of folks that were focused on downloads. Um, I mean, customer acquisition was kind of the big thing is how do you just Mm. get people to download your mobile app? And really, there wasn't a huge focus on retention. Um, And nowadays, I mean, particularly past COVID, it's just... There is no question that there is such a strong importance uh, that needs to be placed on customer engagement. I mean, it's really it's the the weapon that's going to differentiate, you know, exceptional and enduring companies is all about like how effectively and how uh, to how much high quality customer engagement they can provide and and help them build a direct relationship with the consumer. And folks weren't thinking about that ten years ago; they certainly are now. And so it's been exciting to for us to see it in working directly with businesses and. Then throughout our research, which I'm sure we'll be talking more about shortly, to learn about how how so many businesses now are finding that customer engagement is something that they have to invest more and more into.
0: Well, and the last year has been a massive reinforcement of that. I think that's it's always interesting how these sort of black swan events will come in out of nowhere and people have been poking at the bear for a long time, but suddenly it becomes a strategic priority. Have you noticed a, a real change in your business or the way your customers are, are kind of urgently looking at customer engagement now versus where they were before?
1: We certainly have seen a big shift toward customer engagement. And when we look at even our research, we're seeing that it's not just um, more modern companies, younger, nimbler companies, um, but in fact, older brands are starting to understand the rise and expectations and the demand for customer engagement. So we actually did some, some research and saw that, um, 48% of companies that are older than 20 years, ranked And in the investment in customer engagement technology, uh, one of their first priorities, and they plan to increase their budgets on, on doing things like that.
0: And why do you think older brands are doing that? What's, what's the, is it because they
1: were so far behind or? I think that there's been a shift that they were really kind of In some cases, based on what industry they're in, attacked from all angles or that they're just seeing that customer expectations are rising just due to uh, lots of different product experiences blending together. And so when I think about this first thing, um, like, for example, a lot of businesses, even if you look at, say, retail brands, um, these brands may be uh, attacked kind of at the top by Amazon and at the bottom from direct consumer Hmm. Instagram brands that have really great customer experiences and customer service. Um, And they need to compete on that. And so we're seeing a lot of brands that maybe just made sense for them in the past to just put their product at eye level in the grocery store and run some commercials on TV about, um, you know, families buying those products. And maybe that was sufficient. But nowadays, we're seeing that a a lot of brands are trying to build communities directly with their consumers. You're having I um, mean, you know, folks build build mobile apps and excitement around things like health and wellness and lifestyle, and then parlaying that into building a strong brand relationship. Whether that is baby food or diapers or um, you know toys and books and all of those things that that now um, you know brands have to kind of compete for. So on one side, I think that it's just the competition's really intensifying and. Individuals are choosing to go with brands that know them as humans and understand their preferences, and, and are essentially personalizing um, their experience toward that. And then on the the other side of it, one of the things that that I was just generally saying about uh, like customer engagement is like you you have to do this because everything around you is improving and kind of raising the bar. So if you're even being served better recommendations by Netflix, that's going to raise the bar for any other uh, content provider, whether you're in streaming or not. I mean, you're getting great product experiences all the time from big brands. So whenever okay. you download a mobile app or you visit a website or you start interacting with a brand, all your experiences for how good it is when you interact with with Amazon or with Netflix or with Pizza Hut or any of these kind of things that you might interact with, those are all now feeding into into your expectations, and so it's just that kind of rising tide is rising all expectations for everyone. Yeah,
0: no, I actually love talking about this. I think a lot of people forget that consumers don't really differentiate by by industry, right? So there's uh, you know if you get used to Uber, why can't I see where all the things that I've ordered are at any point in time? Which is happening, right? Domino's has basically done an amazing job with their app. I mean, that Domino's app is incredible. Like they tell you when it's gone in the oven, who's cooking it. And my favorite thing in the Domino's app is you can send encouragement to the person who's cooking your pizza. Like not money, just Encouragement, like you know, way to go! It's like, I love it's really that. Really exciting. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And it, so, 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 some of these brands are getting it, but there's many people that kind of think that Uber is a different industry. I don't need to worry about Uber, but the, the changed consumer expectation uh, affects all industries.
1: That's absolutely right, and and so you you see it, um, and, and then you you see kind of clusters of is an industry starting to take notice, and in particular, you're talking about Domino's Pizza. Is we see this a lot with quick service restaurants, and you know, I now I live in the suburbs, and so I uh, there's a lot of uh, fast food opportunities around me, and so I've downloaded all their mobile apps, and I have just been very impressed with the quality of service that they're now providing from the mobile app experience, even into the customer experience. Um, you know, when you're doing say like curbside pickup, but but importantly on mobile, you're I'm getting great. Timely push notifications about things that maybe I'm interested in as part of their product. They're remembering past orders to make it very easy for me to reorder. I'm getting um, in-app messages that are really directing me toward um, perhaps coupons or deals of the day, knowing that there's you know it's it's Wednesday, so it's 99 cent whoppers or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so they're really kind of coming from this this great cross-channel engagement strategy, and um, they're leveling up like what they are doing best. And then again, that's then making my expectations go higher and higher for anyone that I'm interacting with because, you know, all these these other food businesses are, are doing a great job. So
0: let's assume for a second, we'll play a little role play here. So I'm a brand manager. I'm in a large, older, traditional company. Um, I get it. Okay, so I get it. I'm listening to the two of us right now, and I'm going, yes, yes, yes. Right? But my management doesn't get it. Okay, management doesn't get it. They're like, we just you know, we just need um, end-dial displays. We just need to kind of keep... Keep keep pushing into the channels that we've always pushed into. How do I convince my management that we need to change the way we're doing our customer engagement, and we need to invest in these kinds of digital tools?
1: So let's say there's a couple of things. There is is first is just understanding where you excel, and think mm-hmm. about um, what are the types of of you know what are your what are your capabilities today. Um, and so like one of the things that we did when we were talking to our customers or doing our research is trying to essentially have people kind of self-assess against a number of different factors to identify like how, just how you're doing. So the first thing when I'd say when it comes to any kind of improvement is you want to look toward the data. So you can ask brands, okay, what makes sense? What is our staffing look like? What's our cross-channel strategy look like? We, you know we, our research shows for example, that you can't just live on one channel alone and that. If you're using multiple channels and you're you're seeing likely things like 60 to 60% increase in 30-day retention, you're seeing that cu- customers are more than 75% more likely to make a purchase and you're getting a huge increase in lifetime value. So, you know, tie, tie to those things. So again, how are you performing on cross-channel? How are you thinking about being able to measure your engagement to your revenue? What's the collaboration look like internally? So you kind of can map all of these things out internally to just say, okay, what. Where do we kind of fall if we had to kind of measure ourselves between saying like we are you know, just kind of starting to activate our engagement strategy or are we kind of aces at this and we, we really know exactly what we're doing? So to there, I would say to look toward, toward research to kind of get a sense for what's happening in the industry. And that's where I think that our global customer engagement review that we have just published is, is a great place to start there. Um, Mm. So what we're doing here is we're trying to help define what good customer engagement looks like, how that translates directly into business goals, and where brands are able to find opportunities to improve their customer engagement strategies.
0: What was the, as you did the review and as you kind of compiled all the results, what would you say was maybe the most surprising thing that you found as you were doing it? What what sort of made you go, hmm, that's unusual or unexpected?
1: So there are um, there are kind of like three main ones that I thought were, were pretty surprising. One is that there there was going to be the the big focus in customer engagement, but importantly that it was coming from bigger and older companies. And maybe this isn't as surprising. We just kind of talked about this, but um, you know just generally the sense that everyone's now looking at this. So uh, perhaps not as surprising it is validating. Um, mm. But but a, a surprising metric then I'll say was that even brands that are confident in their strategies. Um, can struggle to demonstrate the return on investment in their success. And so we looked and we saw that, you know, we, we found this stat, 88% of marketers that think their teams have excellent or good customer engagement practices, of those, uh, nearly 75% don't worry that their metrics aren't translating into tangible business outcomes. Hmm. So, you know, they're trying to understand how do they break through, how do they stand out in a crowded market, how... Um, you know, does this impact revenue? You still may not be able to have that ROI. So I think that was that was fairly surprising. Um, and one of those angles is just thinking about, again, digital transformation being kind of the, the backbone of this is uh, data really is so important to be focusing on like understanding your consumers and understanding your strategies. And so that tells me that there's still a huge amount of folks out there who may not be taking as good of a data-driven approach as is possible. Uh, hmm. And then the, the last one I'll, I'll, I'll kind of comment on uh, that was surprising is um, that that more and more brands are finding customer engagement is critical to their business growth. So we had customers that, uh, sorry, not customers, we had folks in the research study um, assess themselves on, on how they thought their engagement practices were, but to anything from poor to good to excellent. And then we looked at. We looked at the budgets there. We looked at how many how many times, uh, or sorry, by how much they're exceeding their revenue goals. Um, and what we're seeing is that you know folks who rated their engagement practices as excellent are much more likely to hit their revenue goals than folks who rated it as poor. And so um, again, it's what's what's surprising here is that, that 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 track of people have a pretty good understanding of if they're doing a good job or a bad job or not. You know, people who rated it poor miss their goals, people who rated it excellent are hitting their goals. So folks kind of know what to know that there's problems and maybe looking for um, the technologies and the, the strategies for how to improve that.
0: Interesting. That's fascinating. So we're nearly on time. And by the way, this has been great. I've really enjoyed this and I've learned a lot as we've been going through this discussion. If you're giving sort of one piece of advice to someone who may be thinking that, they really need to do more in the customer engagement area, uh, but really don't know where to start. You know, they're a little overwhelmed. You were listing off all the different things people need to focus on. Right. And it's like, geez, I, I can't do all of that. Uh, I'm going to pick one thing. Where would you recommend people start? How do you think they should focus and get a program off the ground?
1: So one of the first things there would I would say is, is start with the industry data. Uh, so our global customer engagement review is, I'd say, the the best place to go to, um, just because you'll know, read read and understand decision makers. You know, we talked to over 1,300 marketing executives. Um, you'll t- you'll understand and embrace customer data. We took it data from over five billion. Um, user, end user across our customers to understand like acquisition and retention and monetization metrics around engagement. So, just first, I'd say, is, is become educated in, in kind of what's out there and start there. When you're then going to look at your strategy, I, I would say to kind of focus on making sure that you are able to break down any kind of silos that may exist or you may be kind of leaning toward or your organization may be structured. Uh, With respect to your channel or your data strategy, what I mean here is not thinking about it as your email team and your web team Mm. and your mobile team, instead be thinking about it like an engagement team. So this is just really kind of the first is the the mindset shift of looking at this of customer engagement is is kind of the overall strategy and users don't care that a message came from the marketing team or the product team, or they don't care what your internal Mm. organization structure looks like. They ultimately just want a good customer experience and product. So getting into that mindset is is kind of, I'd say, step number one. And then from there, go find out a great technology that you can um, incorporate, um, such as Braze, that um, can help you execute on all of your goals. And and look for something that is going to be able to grow with you, that you're not going to hit any kind of Ceiling. Sometimes folks think, oh, just I got to get started as fast as possible and maybe go with something that is just easy to get up and running tomorrow. But you may find that down the line, it's not able to scale with you to do the things you have to do that the research tells you to do, like, like be cross channel. And so just say take the time to make sure you're choosing the best technology partner, choosing a partner that can then amplify your other investments in your technology and marketing ecosystem. Um, And then from there, they'll uh, they'll maybe be able to kind of point you in the right direction with how to grow that. But just starting with getting educated, thinking about it in the right way, and then choosing the best technology, I'd say that's kind of a key to success.
0: John, that's great advice. I love it. So we're getting ready to wrap now. So just before we leave, John, any any last thoughts? And then and then maybe you could just finish with a, a quick pointer for how folks can get their hands on the Braze review. Uh, that you've been talking about so they can read more and learn more
1: from the work that your team's done for folks who are interested in customer engagement you can definitely check out our global customer engagement review available at Braze.com. go there and kind of essentially follow the links uh, that will find it there and you'll learn from over 1300 marketing executives you'll learn from data of over 5 billion end users that brace has looked at metrics around acquisition retention monetization metrics associated with customer engagement but a thing that I wanted to perhaps leave with is just the, an example that you can find in the customer engagement reviews. We didn't really talk so much about about case studies or in the ways in which our customers are breaking boundaries uh, when it comes to delivering great customer experiences. And one is with the NBA, which is uh, you know something near and dear to so many people's hearts. At in at 2020, the NBA season was unfortunately halted just as COVID was beginning to take hold, and. It then was was restarted, but we started in the summertime, at a time when fans were not really accustomed to using games. So the challenge that um, that NBA had in front of them was how can they be strategic to announce their restart plans and essentially get users to subscribe to NBA League Pass right in the summertime when, they're, again, they're not really accustomed to to watching games. So what they did to reengage users is they created a great cross-channel strategy. Here they had in-app messages. With custom messaging that would update daily about upcoming games. They would send out of product messaging like push notifications that were personalized to folks' favorite teams and had dynamic content that let you sync your, essentially, your calendars to the game schedule. Um, and they saw a tremendous amount of success in doing this. And even though the NBA restarted it at an off season time, typically they saw nearly a 10x increase in daily active users. Uh, more than a 25x lift in app usage and nearly a 20x increase in, in new users and also a very high conversion rate so the things that we're talking about here have very real tangible business outcomes um and with technology like braze you can not only execute on them but optimize and measure as well so i'd encourage folks to check out the report um, it has a lot of other exciting case studies from businesses in the, the wellness space, like headspace, uh, if you're into sneakers, goat also has a case study. Um, and, and, uh, there's some other brands in there too, that are all very exciting. So I hope you all enjoy, you uh, reading through the report and it adds value to you and the way you think about customer engagement and grad, I then just want to say thanks for having me here.
0: Well, thank you, John. And that was awesome. Those stats by the way, those NBA stats are amazing. That's those are incredible numbers. Um, I always wondered what it was going to, how that was going to kind of fall, right? Because that that summer season just seemed a bit like mm, risky Uh, and it's great to see they were able to pull it off. So... Uh, that's it for today. You know, this was, a I think, a fascinating look at customer engagement. Um, thanks for sort of being on the leading edge of this and really appreciate the report. I mean, I love it when when businesses publish things like your global customer engagement review because it's really great to get that data out there. It helps bring the whole industry along. And it's a, I've read it. It's a very, very thorough report. It's got some fantastic stuff in it. So congrats on, congrats on that. So, John, we're going to say goodbye now. Thanks so much, Grad. I appreciate it. Okay, and for the CXM experience, I'm Grad Khan, CXO at Sprinkler, and today my guest was John Hyman, co founder and CTO at Braze. And uh, that's all for today. I'll see you next time.